T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Let's get it started today. Uh, final day of the regular season in the Northern Sun. Final day, day of the regular season in the WIAC. And then, oh, by the way, in the MIAC, it is championship week. And we have final scores for you. Let's get into it. Let's start on the final day of the regular season in the Northern Sun. There's still some games in progress. Uh, Concordia St. Paul beat Minot 19-11. to Bemidji all over Mary, 51-14. to uh, That game in quarter number four, we should get a game report on that one. You should have seen the photos as they got the field ready in Bismarck. Almost two feet of snow in Bismarck. And, of course, the University of Mary campus overlooks the Missouri River. It's quite a sight. But uh, they had a lot of snow to move to get ready. And uh, highest today in Bismarck. Only in the teens. Bemidji State winning big, 51-14. to Minnesota State beat Winona State, 40-13. to UMD over Northern State in Aberdeen, 28-7. Augustana rolls it up in Marshall over Southwest Minnesota State, 49-0. Wayne beat MSU Moorhead today, 10-7. Wayne had a good year. And uh, Sioux Falls took down Upper Iowa today. Uh, the final score hadn't updated properly on the Northern Sun scoreboard. It had it 40-6, to but uh, Sioux Falls did win that football game. And as soon as we can confirm a final score, uh, we will uh, here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. And I'm going to check uh, the Twitter feed of uh, Tom Frederick, the longtime voice of uh, the Cougars, and I believe it was 50-6 to six Sioux Falls winning it. But once again, we'll, we'll uh, confirm that a little bit later on. All right, let's get over to the MIAC championship game today. On the line of birth in the NCAA tournament, St. John's hosting Bethel up in Collegeville. Johnny's win it 28-10. Bethel did grab a 10-7 lead in that game, but their outstanding quarterback, Jaron Ross, team from Alexandria, went down with an injury. Johnny's win it 28-10. Other games in the MIAC today. Gustavus beat Augsburg 34-20. It was Carlton beating Concordia 17-14. St. Olaf Falls at home to McAllister. The Scots win 33-20. And Hamlet on the road at St. Scholastica. And St. Scholastica wins at 26-24. Now over to the WIAC. Whitewater, they get the win. They blow out Stevens Point 79-10. It was 
Oshkosh beating Eau Claire 61-0. River Falls beats Stout 35-34. And Lacrosse, an outstanding season, beat Platteville 31-10. But after all the dust settles, uh, Lacrosse and Whitewater tie for the WIAC crown at 6-1. But Whitewater won the head-to-head battle uh, this season. So uh, an unusual uh, turn. Whitewater's loss uh, at Platteville, 17-13. But uh, earlier in the season, Whitewater beat Lacrosse, 34-31. So there you go. Lacrosse and Whitewater tie at 6-1. But Whitewater won uh, the head-to-head in that one. All right, let's get over to the Big Ten, the top 25 scoreboard. Jonathan Lowe is standing by. Jonathan, what do you see? Thank you so much, Mr. Steve Thompson. Uh, we have we've we've gone through a season, I believe, in the last few days. It's uh, it's kind of left us, and it's left us very quickly. And so, just remember, even though it is frigid outside, and we are seeing snowflakes flying around and on the ground across the Upper Midwest, it is still another glorious, wonderful chilly Saturday in the fall, y'all. College football here, there, and everywhere. And we get it going. We get it rolling in the Big Ten down the street at Huntington Bank Stadium where the University of Minnesota, after a three-game losing streak, uh, did not really want uh, – a lot of people didn't think they would figure into the Big Ten West race. Well, I'm telling you right now, they may figure into it quite a bit over the next few weeks. We start – with today, they're beating Northwestern at home 17-3 to early in the third quarter. That will be important in a, in a minute here when I explain the rest of the scores. Mo Ibrahim, 24 rushes, 119 yards, and two touchdowns already on the day. Other scores in Happy Valley, number 14 Penn State, all over Maryland, 27 to nothing early third quarter. Also early third at the Big House in Ann Arbor, number 3 Michigan is stifling Nebraska, 17-3. to In Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City, this is a big game for specific reasons. Wisconsin and Iowa, Iowa leading 14-10 as we go early in the third quarter. And now we get into uh, the finals from earlier today. Number two, Ohio State scored early, scored often, blew out Indiana. Now 10-0 on the season. The Buckeyes win 56-14. Purdue and Illinois in Champaign, the 21st-ranked Illini, had a lead early and, and had the division in hand going into this week and going into last week after, after they got until they got upset by Michigan State. Purdue goes into Champaign, beats Illinois today, thirty-one to twenty-four. That means that Illinois Purdue right now tied at four and three in division in the Big Ten West. Minnesota, if they win, they're four and three in the division. The winner of Wisconsin, Iowa, will be four and three in the division, and the loser will be three and four. We're going to have a mess this week coming up in the yeah. Big Ten West. Uh, and the other final today, Michigan State, off of their upset last week over Illinois, they win at home over Rutgers 27-21. to Michigan now one win from bowl eligibility. To the top 25 scoreboard, it is tight in uh, Oxford on the Grove. 
Number 11, Miss Ole Miss, is now tied with Alabama. Alabama took the opening kickoff of the third quarter, went down the field, got a field goal to tie it up. It is early third quarter. Both of these teams still with a slimmer chance, slim chance to win the SEC West. Number 16, NC State at home. They are leading Boston College mid-third, 20-7 the score there. Number 10, Clemson, trying to overcome their loss last week to Notre Dame. They lead Louisville mid-third quarter, 24-7 there. Number uh, the the game of the day, the underrated game of the day, in my opinion, number twenty two Central Florida at number seventeen Tulane in New Orleans. Right now, the Golden or the the uh, the Knights lead the Green Wave. Uh, Central Florida up twenty four fourteen as they have just kicked off in the third quarter. There, other finals from today: number seven LSU. They get a thirteen to ten win over Arkansas, backing up that upset last week of Alabama. Number five Tennessee poured it on after the first quarter. They crushed Missouri 66-24. Number 20, Notre Dame, goes into Baltimore and beats Navy 35-32. Actually, Navy scored 16 points in the fourth quarter to make that close and just uh, came up short of the win. Also, Vanderbilt had, a, I believe, a 24-game, 25-game losing streak within the SEC. They break it today with 30 seconds to play. They upset Kentucky, the 24th-ranked Wildcats fall, 24-21. Vanderbilt now 4-6 and six on the season. Games coming up later this evening. Number 16, Kansas State. They are at Baylor. Number 1, Georgia will keep their top ranking on the line, uh, try to keep it on the line as they go to Mississippi State. Number 25, uh, Washington is in UG to take on number six, Oregon, number four, TCU into the playoff scenario this week. For the first time, they try to hold that as they go to Austin to take on number 18, Texas, number 15, North Carolina is on the road at Wake Forest, number 23, Florida State on the road at Syracuse, number 13, Utah at home against Stanford, number 12, UCLA takes on Arizona at the Rose Bowl last night, number eight, USC, they they had a struggle early. It was 3-2 Colorado after the first quarter. After that, it was a blowout. The Trojans win 55-17 over the Buffaloes. Buffaloes now 1-9 on the season. And by the way, if Northwestern loses to Minnesota, they'll drop nine in a row to fall to 1-9 themselves. To the Missouri Valley, we have a game late in the fourth quarter, number one in FCS, South Dakota State. They are uh, winning big in Brookings over Illinois State 31-7. It is a final. North Dakota defeats South Dakota. The Fighting Hawks now 7-3, 28-19 the final there. And North Dakota State goes on the road, has to outscore Illinois State late in Carbondale, a 14-8 fourth quarter, provides the Bison with a 21-18 win. So a tough uh, day-to-day for the Bison. They get by. South Dakota State's going to go through. They're, they're going to stay at 9-1 and one on the season. And then St. Thomas continues to roll. They've won nine in a row after shutting out Stetson today, 23-0. I'm sure the uh, the uh, Hatters from DeLand, Florida, really appreciated coming up to O'Shaughnessy Stadium and playing oh, in the 30-ish degree weather. Oh, that, that that is a shock to the system. As tough as they say it is for football teams here late in the season to go, say, to Florida to play, like there was a lot of concern about the Vikings playing the Dolphins down in Miami. You're, you're from down south, and you come up here, and it's cloudy and 28 and windy, and it feels like 100 below zero. That's tough. That 
that is tough. Uh, that that, <laughs> that is uh, a tall order indeed. All right, quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, we got a number of game reports coming in. Uh, we'll get to those out of the Northern Sun and then uh, hopefully get some MIAC game reports in here before we're done. A little bit later on, Pat Coleman will join us, d3football.com. We know St. John's is in by winning the MIAC. Uh, he was at Yankee Stadium for a big showdown out east. Uh, we'll get a lay of the land on that. Then Matt Witwicky, based out of Sioux Falls, uh, he keeps a very close eye on D2 for d2football.com. Uh, who's in Bemidji State? Got to be a factor. We'll, we'll sort all of that out with Matt at about 5:45 today. Here on College Football Final a News Talk E3OWCCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. College football final. Gophers playing the Wildcats at a chilly Huntington Bank Stadium today. We didn't confirm Sioux Falls beat Upper Iowa 50-6. to The Northern Sun scoreboard hadn't updated that. Another score, MSU Moorhead on the road at Wayne State. And in a tight one, Wayne prevails. Mike Gross joins us from Wayne. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining us all season. Mike? Hello? All right. Well, apparently Mike is no longer with us. Uh, why don't we move on here on the school board here at News Talk, 830 WCCO out of the Northern Sun. Augustana wins at Southwest Minnesota State, 49-0. UMD beat Northern State, 28-7. Minnesota State over Winona State, 40-13. Bemidji State, a big win at Mary, 51-14. Some of the pregame photos. Uh from Bismarck. I brought it up earlier. They had almost two feet of snow in Bismarck. The amount of snow they had to clear from the field and from the stands. And and Mary's a really cool setting. Up high overlooking the Missouri River. I did a game there years ago. Uh, At the time, Sioux Falls College played up at Mary in uh, the old NAIA days. And it was cold up there as well. 
Uh, uh, that was the coldest I've ever been at a football game. And then uh, Concordia St. Paul beat Minot 19-11, to uh, the final in that football game. Uh, quick reminder, out of the MIAC, St. John's is the champ. They beat Bethel 28-10. to uh, Sad news, Bethel quarterback Jaron Rosti got banged up in that game, and the Johnnies go on to win it and get the automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. Uh, Bethel at one point took a 10-7 lead in quarter number two before the Johnnies grabbed a 21-10 lead at the half. Uh, the only other scoring came in the third, and St. John's goes on to win it 28-10 on a chilly day at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville. Uh, other scores out of the MIAC, Gustavus beat Augsburg 34-20. Both teams had a fine year. Carlton beat uh, Concordia 17-14 in Northfield today. The Knights had a good season. It was St. Scholastica getting the W, beating Hamlin 26-24. And McAllister won at St. Olaf 33-30. And out of the WIAC, big game. Whitewater over Stevens Point 79-10. We'll have uh, more finals later on here at CCO. College football final, hard to believe, final hour of the program, final day of the regular season. Quick top 25 update, number 11 Ole Miss leading number 9 Alabama in Oxford 24-17. Late third quarter in that one, Jonathan Lowe a little bit later on with another rundown of all those scores. Uh, We have all finals in the Northern Sun. Huge game for Bemidji State on the road in Bismarck against Mary today. And the Beavers win big. Kevin Reed joins us, the voice of Bemidji State. And Kev, I couldn't get over the pregame photos. They had to move a mountain of snow off that field to get it ready today. (laughs) They told us yesterday that they were going to work all night to get the field ready and to clear out the stands for today's game and uh, you know it really was uh, the field was in great shape I mean it was there was a mountain of snow around it but yeah the field was in really good shape especially considering the amount of snow they had yeah just absolutely incredible cold day but uh, the Beavers win big and uh, quite a season for Bemidji State uh, it has been Steve they've now won nine in a row there's a good chance tomorrow we'll find out that they'll be hosting a playoff game uh, at the Chet for the first time ever. But today was uh, the Beavers left, no doubt, right from the opening kickoff when they took the, the first drive and went eight plays and 67 yards and were up seven to nothing. And then after that, it was a strip sack fumble recovery, a punt return, and an interception return that put the Beaver offense inside the 20 on the next three drives. And before we played nine minutes of football, Bemidji State was up 27 to nothing. Um, the Marauders tried to, you know, make a little comeback, and there was a little bit of momentum swing. It was 34-14 to 14 at the half, but you kind of felt Mary might be trying to get back into it, but uh, the Beaver defense would have none of that. They came out of the locker room with a three and out, uh, gave the offense another short field, and the, uh, Brandon Alton, that offense, cashed it in to go up 41-14, to 14, and the game was basically over at that point. Uh, another big day for Alt, 12-23, 243 yards and four touchdowns. Brendan Bolio, four catches, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, the running backs, Booker, Fry, and Gronsky all had a touchdown run. Sage Booker had 114 yards on the ground. Uh, Jalen Fry also caught a touchdown pass. The defense had six sacks on the day in that interception that I mentioned. Uh, so it was an all-around, all-three-phases win for the Beavers, just what they needed. 
51 to 14 today in Bismarck. So hopefully good news and a home playoff game for Bemidji State next week. And uh, I checked the forecast. It'll be chilly in Bemidji, but uh, this is a report. It ain't going to be like this, Steve. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're in better shape, I think, than what we had in Bismarck. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. All right, safe travels, Kev. All right, thanks. You tell Al Shock I said hello, too. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do. There, there he is, Kevin Reed, former producer here at CCL Radio, now calling Bemidji State games. Bemidji wins big, beating Mary 51-14. to And uh, speaking of the Northern Sun, the UMD Bulldogs went to Aberdeen to take on Northern State. Uh, no bargain weather-wise in Aberdeen as well. It's not that far southeast of Bismarck, North Dakota. Jeff Papas, the voice of the Bulldogs, sent in this report. Well, the old phrase goes once more with feeling, and the UMD Bulldogs certainly sent off their seniors with some feeling this afternoon here in Aberdeen. Jeff Papas with a Bulldog football report. Wade Sullivan, what a day he had at what might be his final day as a Bulldog. 16 carries for 101 yards on the ground. He led the team with five receptions, and, hey, he even threw his second touchdown pass of the season. Three receivers to the left. Sullivan, the tailback. Pitts, the tight end, is strong to the right. Ball on the right hash mark, and here is the fourth down play. Wall Jasper gives Sullivan to throw for Pitts. Touchdown! Wade Sullivan to Sam Pitts, and UMD works a halfback option to perfection. Davy Abor, the defensive star for UMD, with two picks today and a big pass breakup as well to help UMD take a shutout all the way into the fourth quarter. But the day belonged in the end to Sullivan, who capped the scoring with a fourth quarter touchdown. Wall Jasper looks to throw. To Sullivan, he's open. Touchdown, Wade Sullivan. 5.54 to go. In addition to Sullivan's 101 yards on the ground, Kyle Walljasper, 18 carries for 75 yards and two touchdowns. He was also 11 of 17 through the air for 122 and one touchdown. UMD held Northern State quarterback Will Madler in check, 12 of 24 for 125. They also intercepted him twice. And they held Northern State to just 69 yards on the ground. UMD, meanwhile, ran the ball for 182 yards against the number five ranked rush defense in Division II and got it done in just about all ways today. But now the Bulldogs have to await the NCAA selection show tomorrow to find out if there's a game next week. There's a group of teams at 8 and 3. UMD is one of them. And Winona State lost its game today to Minnesota State Mankato to drop out of the ranks of the teams that were one game ahead of the Bulldogs. But it's all up to the NCAA, and we'll find out tomorrow if we have any more Bulldog football for you this season. This is Jeff Papis with the Bulldog Football Report. All right, Jeff Papis again from Aberdeen sent that in earlier. UMD beats Northern State 28-7. The waiting game begins. Another game out of the Northern Sun today. Augustana in Marshall to play Southwest Minnesota State. The Augustana Vikings have had their ups and downs, but they win big today. Thanks, Steve. The Augustana defense was outstanding here on Saturday afternoon in Marshall, shutting out Southwest Minnesota State in the season finale for both squads, 49-0. to The Viking defense, as I mentioned, was outstanding as they limited the Mustangs to a season-low 10 first downs and to a total of 140 yards of offense. The Mustang offense entered the game having allowed just 13 sacks all season long. But the Augustana defense racked up seven in their uh, season o- a closing win here today as they finished the season at 7-4 and four overall, 3-3 three and three in the NSIC North. 
The Mustangs under first-year head coach Scott Underwood made some major strides this year. They started the season at 4-1, and one, but they closed the game with six straight losses, including some several uh, tough losses during that stretch as they end the season 4-7 and seven overall, 1-5 and five in the NSIC South. Uh, for the Mustangs, one highlight, Jesse Sherwood rushed for 95 yards, the senior on 25 carries from Minneapolis. Um, he led the way for the Mustangs offensively and finishes as one of the top running backs uh, stat-wise in the NSIC this season. And on the defensive side, Ante Burns, the senior from Plymouth, Minnesota, racked up a game-high 13 tackles, including eight solo stops. And, of course, last week Burns set the NSIC and SMSU school career records uh, for career solo tackles. So an outstanding career for Ante Burns. Uh, comes to a close here today in Marshall as well. The Augustana offense led by Casey Bauman, 14 of 22 passing, 238 yards and three touchdown passes. He also ran nine times and amassed 84 yards rushing. Again, the final score from Marshall, Augustana 49, Southwest Minnesota State 0. All right, there he is, Kelly Loft, longtime sports information director at Southwest Minnesota State. Augustana wins big there in that one. Concordia St. Paul beat Minot 19 to 11. Bemidji State over Mary 51 to 14. It was Minnesota State beating Winona State 40 to 13 down in Mankato. UMD a winner in Aberdeen over Northern 28-7. Sioux Falls beat Upper Iowa 50 to 6. We'll get a game report on that one. Wayne State beat MSU Moorhead. Uh, 10-7 to close out the season uh, for Wayne and the Dragons. Right now, let's get over to the MIAC today. And Carlton had a terrific season this year and close out with a win over Concordia. 17-14 in Northfield. David Pape joins us. Uh, David, a cold day, but uh, a good season for the Knights. Yeah, great year for Carlton, uh, for Tom Jernell. It is fifth season guy in the squad. They go seven and three back to back, seven and three seasons for Carlton. They haven't had uh, consecutive seven win seasons since 1988 and 89. So it's been a while. Got the program headed in the right trajectory at this point. Um, it wasn't the prettiest game today, though, as the teams combined for 20 penalties overall, and Concordia turned the ball over six times. But uh, Carlton take it, takes advantage. They race out to the 17-0 lead and hold on for the 17-14 senior day victory. The Cobbers' opening drive was kind of a, a signal of what was going to happen. They had a 60-yard touchdown pass called back due to a flag, and two plays later, Carlton safety Henry Detmer jumped to pass, picked off Cooper Mattern, and raced 42 yards the other way for a touchdown. Concordia actually turned the ball over on its first three possessions, and Carlton took advantage again late in the first quarter, doubling its lead to 14-0 when Jonathan Singleton connected with Will Irons on a six-yard scoring strike, the 61st touchdown pass of Singleton's collegiate career. The score was unchanged until Trent Ramirez drilled a 45-yard field goal for the Knights midway through the third quarter, and that kick provided what proved to be the game-winning points because Concordia tried to rally behind a pair of fourth-quarter touchdown passes from Cooper Mattern, one to Jake Evans, and the other a 41-yard toss to Owen Miller. The second of those scores came with 7.04 left in the game, but the Cobbers never got the ball back as Carlton put together a 14-play drive to bleed off the remaining time. Concordia finished with a 362 to 254 advantage in total offense and had a nearly 10-minute advantage in time of possession, but the Cobbers shot themselves in the foot way too many times this afternoon. Mattern finished 13 of 25 for 193 passing yards with two touchdowns, but had three interceptions. He also ran 15 times for 89 yards, but fumbled through it three times. 
Cobber running back Peyton Mortensen uh, padded his stats a little bit, 21, time, 21 carries for 119 yards to lead all carriers on the day. Singleton was 22 of 33 for the Carlton in the passing game, finished with 178 yards. He had another 12 rushing yards, including a conversion of a late fourth down quarterback draw that sealed the victory for Carlton and allowed them to milk the rest of the clock. Again, final score from Laird Stadium and Bob Sullivan Field, Carlton 17, Concordia Moorhead 14. All right, very good. Thanks, David. Uh, appreciate it. You bet, Steve. Thanks for all you do. All right, there he is, David Pape. Carlton beats Concordia 17-14. McAllister wins at St. Olaf 33-30. Uh, St. Scholastica beat visiting Hamlin in Duluth 26-14 to get the W. Gustavus beat Augsburg 34-20 today. And in the MIAC championship game, St. John's beat Bethel 28-10. Bethel had a 10-7 lead in the second. Johnny's go on to win it 28-10. Outstanding Bethel quarterback, uh, Got injured in that game, and and re- really ashamed. Jaron Rosti uh, from Alexandria wasn't able to finish that one today, but he did indeed uh, get banged up today. Hopefully, we'll get a game report on that one later on. Quick break. We'll come back, and we have a whole lot more, including uh, Pat Coleman from D3Football.com with a look at the playoff picture. We know it was St. John's is in. Looks like Whitewater's in. Who else from the upper Midwest will get to the D3 playoffs? We'll, we'll get into that uh, here on News Talk. A3O-WCCO. It is college football final. We'll get back to the scores in the game reports from around the area, including uh, St. John's and Bethel up in Collegeville today. Frank Rajkowski is going to share a game report with us. But first, uh, we got to bring in Pat Coleman from D3Football.com uh, and Pat, uh, you probably saw the score already. Uh, St. John's wins. They get the automatic bid out of the MIAC. And before we find out where you were today and what game you were covering, I want to get your thoughts real quickly on the WIAC. Whitewater got beat by St. John's early in the year, but they did beat lacrosse head-to-head. Sort out what's going on in the WIAC uh, between lacrosse and Whitewater. Well, I think, to be honest with you, Steve, the, the WIAC is going to be pretty easy now. So uh, Whitewater wins the automatic bid today. They handled Stevens Point uh, up, down, and sideways yep. and, and will be in the field. And I think that uh, UW Lacrosse might well be the first at-large team selected. You know, okay. they finished off today with a W. They look pretty strong, um, and I feel like they're an easy pick-in. And um, – you're probably going to ask me about the MIAC in a moment also, but I, to uh, ruin the suspense, I think the MIAC probably gets both of its teams in also, both St. John's and Bethel. Yeah, and Bethel beat St. John's earlier in the year in Arden Hills, and then St. John's won the head-to-head matchup today in Collegeville. And I was wondering about that because lacrosse and Whitewater both had one loss in conference, but head-to-head uh, Whitewater had defeated lacrosse earlier in the season. So it looks like the MIAC and the WIAC get two teams in. Now, you had a cool assignment today. You were at Yankee Stadium. Tell us more. I did have a cool assignment, but being in charge of D3Football.com means I can set my own assignments. (laughs) I was indeed, yeah, I was indeed at Yankee Stadium today for the Cortica Jug game between uh, SUNY Cortland and Ithaca College, both schools out of New York, uh, for locals, it is just as intense 
as the Johnny Tommy rivalry was, and you know, in a similar vein, you know, they played in MetLife Stadium, the you know the stadium that the Giants and Jets play in the Meadowlands in 2019. And then today, in front of 40,232 fans, the 63rd meeting for the Cortica Jug, which is their rivalry trophy, took place today. Uh, Cortland, uh, you know, struggled late in the first half, rallied a little bit in the third quarter, but then it was Ithaca pulling away to a 34-17 win. This was a battle of unbeaten teams who had both already won their respective conferences and already had their bids sewn up. This was for, you know probably for a little bit of home field advantage deeper in the playoffs. It was for the trophy. It was for the rivalry. And uh, it was a really intense game and a great atmosphere to see it in Yankee Stadium. All right, a couple of quick thoughts uh, going into the selection show tomorrow. North Central Illinois, Mount Union, Mary Harden-Baylor. Give us the seating, how you think it'll shake out. Does St. John's jump into the mix? Um, I think that what will probably happen in this part of the country is you might see Linfield, the folks in Oregon, with the best chance at a top seed from this part of the country. It was very interesting what happened today, Steve. Uh, Mountain Union very nearly lost that game at the end of the season to to Baldwin Wallace. Uh, Baldwin Wallace had had just to knock down a Hail Mary pass from midfield on the final play of the game. And instead what happened is it hit off of the player's helmet and landed in the arms of a Mount Union receiver who ducked into the corner of the end zone mm. with, the, with time expired, and they won that game by two points. So, but, so the reason I bring that up is I wonder if that, you know, the narrow win and kind of a narrow win last week, relatively speaking against John Carroll, might cost Mount Union in terms of a number one seed. Might Ithaca today, which handled an unbeaten team cleanly, be the number one seed in the eastern part of the country? Uh, I think that's certainly possible. I think you definitely see North Central, and I think you see probably Trinity University out of San Antonio. They're the best team in Texas right now, um, and Linfield, and then uh, I think it's and then I think it's you know Mount Union or possibly Ithaca in that part of the country. All right, very good, Pat. Always good to visit with you. And as we move along, I look forward to chatting again. Appreciate it, Steve. Thanks for having me on. All right, Pat Coleman, D3Football.com, was at Yankee Stadium today for that Cortland-Ithaca game, 40,000-plus in the Bronx for that one. That's pretty cool. Let's get a game report out of the MIAC championship game. He sent it in earlier. Uh, sitting in for Ryan Klinkner, Frank Rajkowski uh, covering St. John's and Bethel at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville. Johnny's win. Frank, take it away. The St. John's defense came up with five interceptions, including one that sophomore linebacker Cooper Yagi returned 61 yards for a game-changing touchdown in the second quarter, as the Johnnies earned their 36th MIAC championship with a 28-10 victory over Bethel before a crowd of 7,562 in the MIAC championship game Saturday afternoon at a chilly Clemens Stadium. Yagi, a Breckenridge High School graduate, finished with a team-best 11 tackles, including one sack and two tackles for loss. He had two of his team's interceptions. Junior cornerback Caden Saxon, a Hopkins graduate, had two more. Offensively, junior quarterback Aaron Severson, a Minnetonka graduate, threw for 323 yards and two touchdowns. Tight end Alex Larson, an Eastridge graduate, who was the hero of last season's victory over the Royals in the conference championship game, finished with 13 catches for 98 yards and a touchdown. 
SJU's leading receiver was senior Nick Van Erp, a product of Ottertail Central, who had 10 catches for 147 yards. Bethel senior quarterback Jaron Rosti threw for 173 yards, including a 68-yard touchdown pass to sophomore Micah Newald that put his team on top 10-7 early in the second quarter. But Rosti, who entered the game banged up, left after a hit in the second quarter and did not return. Junior George Bolt came on in relief and threw for 130 yards. Newald, a Fridley High School graduate, finished with 14 catches for 130 yards. Neither team managed many yards on the ground. SJU finished with 74 yards rushing, while Bethel finished with 49, the Royals' lowest single-game total since 2017. Of note, the last time the Johnnies had five interceptions in a game was a victory over St. Thomas on October 13th of 2018. The last time two players had two interceptions in the same game came on November 22nd of 2014 in a playoff victory over St. Scholastica. With the win, the Johnnies, who finished the regular season 9-1, earned the MIAC's automatic bid to the NCAA Division III playoffs. Bethel, meanwhile, finished the regular season 8-2 and will hope for one of the five at-large bids available to the 32-team field when it is announced at 4 p.m. Central Time Sunday. All right, Frank, Frank Rijkowski is sitting in for uh, Ryan Klinkner, who had to run off to a basketball game uh, at St. John's. So there you go. And Pat Coleman from D3 Football is optimistic. Uh, sounds like out of the WIAC, it'll be Whitewater and Lacrosse with the at-large. Then out of the MIC, St. John's with the automatic and Bethel with an at-large. We'll find out for sure tomorrow. Quick break. We'll have an update on the weather. More college football final coming up. We'll get uh, a rundown of the Big Ten, the top 25, some more game reports, and, uh, 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 of course, uh, will that go for game go final by then? We'll, we'll find out about that here at News Talk. E3O, WCCO. Scores game reports continue uh, from the U. Minnesota leading Northwestern late, 31-3. to Gophers running out the clock in that one. Uh, Iowa and Wisconsin loom. Floyd and the Axe on the line. Still the chance to go 9-3, and which would be a solid year. Let's get over to the Northern Sun today, and let's get an update. Concordia is St. Paul, home to Minot State, and... They get a win at Seafoam Stadium. Josh Gier sent in this report earlier. On the coldest day of the 2022 football season, the Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears delivered a victory for their 13 graduating seniors on Senior Day at Seafoam Stadium, defeating Minot State 19-11 in the season finale. Concordia took the game's first lead midway through the second quarter when Peoria, Arizona quarterback Connor Kortz found St. Anthony Village wide receiver Troy Ellison for a 72-yard score. The Golden Bears didn't relinquish the lead the rest of the day, extending it to 13-3 with a 30-yard connection between Courts and Ellison in the third quarter. Ellison finished his second straight 100-yard receiving day, the first back-to-back 100-yard receiving performance by an individual in a decade for the Golden Bears. While Ellison went for 113 yards on five catches with two touchdowns, Courts wasn't done. He connected with Totino Grace graduate and Kansas transfer Gayflora Flomo for a 43-yard touchdown at the end of the third quarter to extend the margin to 19-3. Courts completed 14 of 21 for 212 yards and three touchdowns, surpassing 2,000 yards on the year. 
Concordia's defense was stout on this cold day, holding last year's NSIC rushing leader Ali Muhammad to 33 yards on 18 carries as Minot State rushed for just 51 yards and had only 240 yards of total offense against CSP. Junior linebacker Andrew Ignarski had his sixth straight 10-tackle game, racking up 97 tackles in just nine games on the year. While Minot State struggled to compile yardage, they were strong on third down, converting 11 of 21, but CSP held them to 0 of 4 on fourth downs, including an, an Ignarski tackle for loss on a fake punt in the third quarter and a fourth quarter red zone sack by senior safety Alex Andrade to help put the game away. While we close the gates for the year at Seafoam Stadium, fans should head across the street to Gengelhoff Center, where third-ranked Concordia is in the NSIC Tournament semifinals today at 5 p.m., with the championship mar- match tomorrow at 1 p.m. The NSIC features five of the top nine teams in the country, and three of those teams are vying for the league title. Third-ranked CSP, fourth-ranked Duluth, ninth-ranked St. Cloud State, and unranked Augustana, who upset second-ranked Wayne State last night. Thanks again for your continued support of small college football, Steve. We look forward to chatting with you again next season. All right, very good, Josh. Thanks so much for that report. And one to go out of the Northern Sun. Sioux Falls on the road at Upper Iowa. Sioux Falls unbeaten at one point. Uh, ran into some tough sledding, but uh, they get a final victory. The voice of the Cougars, Tom Frederick, sent this in earlier. The University of Sioux Falls snapped a three-game losing streak, spanking Upper Iowa 50-6 to this afternoon. It was the Cougars' eighth consecutive win over the Peacocks. USF led 3-0 after one, 26-6 at halftime, 40-6 through three periods, and the final again was 50-6. Sioux Falls improved to 8-3, Upper Iowa finished 1-9. Running back Thurl Reisdorfer, the NSIC's rushing champion, finished with 18 carries for 139 yards and a 13-yard score. He was one of four Cougar ball carriers to score touchdowns today. Dylan Rudnigan, Landon Freeman, and Jacques Lockett were the others. Adam Mullen threw for two scores, both to Ethan Wittenberg, covering seven yards and 34 yards. Kicker Nick Hernandez had three field goals of 20, 31, and 34 yards, and was five of six on extra points. Daniel Overstreet Jr. had hit Aaron Carl on a two-yard touchdown pass with 24 seconds to go in the first half to account for the Peacocks scoring. USF out, gained Upper Iowa 539-170. to During today's game, Reisdorfer became the fourth leading rusher in USF history and the best in the D2 era. He's averaging 6.5 yards per carry for his career and sits at 3,727 yards. The 28 schools who make the playoff field will be announced Sunday at 4 o'clock. USF will be hard-pressed to make the cut despite its 8-3 record. The final again from Fayette, Iowa. University of Sioux Falls 50, Upper Iowa 6. All right, very good, Tom Frederick, the voice of the University of Sioux Falls Cougars. And uh, that that's pretty much covers all our game reports from the Northern Sun today. Uh, Bemidji State, Minnesota State, UMD all victorious today. Of course, Minnesota State beating Winona State. Uh, when we get the NCAA playoff pairings, who's in, who's out, to sort it out from D2Football.com. Matt Widwicky, based out of Sioux Falls. Matt, good to visit with you again. Who's in, who's out, in your opinion? You as well, my friend. Uh, boy, a little pressure on me right out of the gate. <laughs> <huh>? No. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mankato's in for sure. Uh, they're going to have a home game. I think that they could move up as high as the two seed in the wow. Super Region, considering their strength of schedule now that 11 weeks uh, are, are cleared and you can see her full resume. So it's going to be a matter of if are they on the two line or is Colorado Mines. But, you know, kind of moving past that, uh, we're going to be looking at uh, a team like Bemidji, I think, as the four seed, which, see, that's going to mean that they're going to host – a uh, home playoff game, um, and this is my opinion, my take, of course, because I'm not on the committee. But uh, then after that, I think we're looking at teams like Wayne State and Winona still making the field, uh, but I just think that they're going to be on the road uh, at that point, which, uh, you know, both programs, uh, if I take a look at them, uh, over the last 10 years, uh, Steve, Winona's been in the playoffs once, and Wayne has not been in the playoffs in the last 10 years. So both of those squads are probably going to be pretty pleased to be playing, you know, football uh, essentially in week 12, if you know what I mean at that point. Yeah, absolutely. UMD probably on the outside looking in. I would say so. Here's what we're looking at is on that seven line, which is the final playoff spot in Division Two in each super region. Right now, Sioux Falls is on that line. They won today, and I know that you, you know, you, you probably spoke with my guy Tom Frederick. And yep. the problem is that that's going to hurt Sioux Falls' strength of schedule because that's a one-win Upper Iowa team today. And at the same time, I think Colorado State Pueblo, who is right behind them, they notched a nice win today against Black Hills State out in Spearfish, South Dakota. And I think it could notch them in that seven, and USF could fall to eight. It, it really depends on kind of the beauty contest there with, with how they, the committee sees it. But, Steve, I really think that then that puts Duluth uh, behind Sioux Falls because they had a head-to-head loss and they both have the same record at this point and a very similar resume. And it makes it kind of easy for the committee at that point to say you're the, you're the odd man out because we've already got a head-to-head uh, result with Sioux Falls there. All right, Matt, thanks for the update. D2football.com, appreciate the insight. we got to run. Thanks. All right, there he is, Matt Widwicky from the Sioux Falls, D2football.com. So, so there you have it. We'll see how it plays out tomorrow when the pairings are announced in D2 and D3. 13 minutes now in front of six. We'll come back. Big 10, top 25. And then a quick prediction, Bill's Vikes tomorrow in Buffalo. That on the way here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Hard to believe. Final segment, college football final. Steve Thompson, producer Jonathan Lowe. Gophers get the W. 31 to 3. Let's get to the Big Ten and top 25 scores. We may talk a little Bills Vikes before we say goodbye at 6 o'clock. Jonathan, what do you got? Thank you very much, Steve. And it is time to buzz through quickly another Saturday in the fall, y'all. College football here, there, and everywhere. We get it rolling in the Big Ten, and we get it rolling down at Huntington Bank Stadium. The Gophers win over Northwestern 31-3. to With that win, they are now tied atop the Big Ten West. I'll get to that more a little bit in a second. We go to other games. It is about 3 minutes and 40 seconds to play in Happy Valley. Number 14, Penn State, leads Maryland 30 to nothing. Number 3, Michigan has just finished off a 34-3 win 
Michigan over Nebraska at the Big House. Wisconsin and Iowa, the Hawkeyes lead 21-10 with about 345 in the fourth quarter. Number 2 Ohio State earlier today whooped Indiana 56-14. It was Purdue upsetting number 21 Illinois 31-24. Michigan State defeats Rutgers 27-21. With that Purdue win, Minnesota, Purdue, and Illinois are now tied at 4-3 and three in the division in the Big Ten West. Iowa looks to join them if they can hold on for another four minutes, and it would be a four-way tie atop the division. To the top 25 scoreboard, we have a tussle in Oxford. It is number 9 Alabama leading number 11 Ole Miss 27-24 with about 2.30 to play, and Alabama has the ball in Mississippi territory trying to finish off a win. Number 16, NC State. They lead over Boston College 20-14, to about three minutes to go in that game. Number 10, Clemson. They're going to win over Louisville about a minute 15 to play. The Tigers lead 31-10. to Number uh, 17, Tulane. And number 22, UCF, Central Florida leading 31-24 with about four minutes to go there. Central Florida is deep into lane territory to try to build that lead. Finals from earlier, number 7, LSU, they defeat Arkansas 13-10. Number 5, Tennessee, just demolishes Missouri 66-24. Number 20, Notre Dame holds on to defeat Navy 35-32. Number 24, Kentucky loses at home late to Vanderbilt 24-21. Coming up in a little bit, it'll be in just a few minutes number 19 kansas state in waco to take on baylor also in a few minutes number one georgia in starkville to take on mississippi state also in a few minutes number six oregon at home hosting number 25 washington later tonight number four tcu in austin to take on number 18 texas number 15 in north carolina will be in winston-salem to take on wake forest number 23 florida state up at the Dome to take on Syracuse. Late tonight, it's number 13, Utah, home to Stanford, and number 12, UCLA, home to Arizona. Last night, number 8, USC, wins at the Coliseum, big over Colorado, 55-17. to uh, The finals from the FCS, they are all final now. South Dakota State wins, gets to 10-1 and on the season. They defeat Illinois State, 31-7. to It was North Dakota taking down South Dakota, 28-19. The Fighting Hawks now 7-3. and The Coyotes dropped to 3-7. and and North Dakota State survives on the road in Carbondale over uh, Southern Illinois, 21-18. The Bison now 8-2 on the season. One other score to talk about, and that is St. Thomas over at O'Shaughnessy Stadium winning 23-0 over Stetson. That means that the Tommies have now won nine games in a row. They stay undefeated in the Pioneer League, 9-1 overall. Pioneer League does not have an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament, but could could the Tommies maybe look at an at-large bid to the FCS tournament? I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility, Steve. Yeah, we'll see. Glenn can coach. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. They get a lot of good players from this snack of the woods. Uh, Vikings bills tomorrow. Uh, looks like it could be a rain-snow mix, 40 degrees and breezy, in Orchard Park, New York. And I, I want to talk real quickly about this game before we run out of time tonight because it's very interesting. Uh, the game opened Bills favored by 8.5, over under 48.5. Now the over under is 44.5. That could be a weather factor. And the Vikings are now 6.5 point underdogs. And the gigantic question is tomorrow in this football game. Will Josh Allen, the Bills' outstanding quarterback, 
play with that elbow injury, officially listed as questionable, that'll be a gigantic factor. But even if he doesn't play, still doesn't mean the Vikings are, are going to be able to win that football game. But uh, they certainly have been fortunate this season, Jonathan Lowe. Yes, they have. I just think this, even if Case Keenum plays and Josh Allen doesn't play, I think the Bills have too much for the Vikings. I do not see them winning tomorrow. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, how the Vikings deal with adversity on the road, hostile environment, uh, great team, and we'll, we'll see about Allen. All right, we got to run. Thanks. College football final in the books here on the CCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.